This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Have you ever been to a volcano? Women with a rugby? You're now listening to Super they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. That's what you said, man. Oh, I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. That's terrible. All right, welcome to Super Hoopers. I'm your host, Matt Hill, and with me is my brother in basketball, John Hill. John, how's it going? It's good, man. Oh, you sound down. I, I sound down? Yeah, you sound kind of like... Why know, do I sound kind down? Kind of mopey. Mopey? We'll get, we'll get into it. I think oh, I know why you're oh, down. Oh, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Uh, um, and with us is Justin Johnson. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm glad to be here talking hoop with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, Justin, you're a Bucks fan, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a huge Bucks famous fan. Famous Bucks fan? Are you the most famous Bucks fan? Uh, I think uh, probably Bill Clinton is the most famous Bucks fan. Is he a really fan. Bucks fan? Well, so the new Bucks owners, somehow they know Bill Clinton because they're New York billionaires. And he was apparently part of, I think, part of the conversation that brought in like Greg Monroe, people like that. Oh, so really? Like he, they, they called they called Clinton in? And was yeah, like, they called <laughs> Billy C. And, but he was He's like, I've seen Greg, him play games. I see you in Milwaukee. That's my Bill Clinton. That was spot good. on. Thanks. So he may be the most famous Bucks fan, but I'm, I am number two. Uh, yeah. So let's just kind of go around the league, I guess. What's what's going on? Yeah. What's, um, what's, what's I think the biggest news: Dwight Howard wants out of Houston. Apparently. Yeah. Do we yeah, care yeah. about this? I don't know. I don't, I don't I'm not sure care. if I care. I don't care. I mean, we don't know. We don't know for sure. And also, I don't know. Dwight Howard isn't that good anymore. So he doesn't like James Harden. That's the thing, right? He he's like beefing with him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He's just unhappy. That's what the rumors are. He denies it all, but he also denied all that stuff about Stan Van Gundy too. So. I think you still have like Lakers hate of Troy Howard. No, I just think he's very hateable. I mean, I, <laughs> I, when he was a Laker, I hated him too. Like uh, I never liked true. him. That's true. I was like, when the Lakers got him, I was just like, uh, I guess he's better than Bynum. But Bynum. but the big news, John, is the process is over in, in Philadelphia. Is it? How do you feel about that? It's over. Come on, they brought in Colangelo. Uh, okay, I, they're I, bringing in D'Antoni. I thought it was over for a little bit, uh-huh. but so the recent things that have come out, I think it's less over. Justin, do you follow the 76ers? I I know they lose a lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> are you familiar? Are you familiar with the, with the process? 
is that basically like the hey we're gonna get all these young guys yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be awful we're just gonna be the worst team in the league for three years get a bunch of draft picks get a bunch of assets then we're gonna be good and then but then so the the mastermind of the process is sam hankey the gm and they recently brought in a new gm or a new co-gm or advisor advisor um but it seems like he's probably calling the shots to me john you disagree um at first, I was really worried. Uh-huh. It seemed really bad. But the recent things that have come out, I'm less worried. Why? I mean, d- hiring Dan Tony is, seems like the most worrisome thing. I don't think so. Like, they're saying he's going to be an associate head coach. But, I mean, like, I, it seems like... But we had an associate head coach la- last year, and then we lost him to the Kings. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know... But Dan Tony's not going to want to sit there and not be the head coach. No, but... He isn't a head coach right now. Like he's you're sit- in denial. He's sitting John, in West you're Virginia. in denial. I mean, it's okay. over. The process is over. It's done. Here's they're going to bring in a bunch of vets. No. They're going to they're bringing in Shane Battier, the rumor is. There's a lot of rumors. I don't believe in rumors. No, I think I think it's not They're selling the team too. The owners are selling the team. Look at this guy. They're Look at this. See what I have to deal with Justin? Gonna yeah, they're going to Did the Bucks sell the team? No. No. Because no. we believed in ourselves. Exactly. But, like, owner, but how many rumors? Am I wrong though? Am I wrong? Didn't Josh Harris say he wants to sell the team? No. No. They went out. There was there was an article. There was there's been a lot of articles out. Uh huh. And then there's been a lot of, of articles that have refuted them. I don't know what to believe. Right. To be honest, like, here's what I think. I think that. I think a few things could have gone differently for them, and they would have been fine. But in Sam Hinkie, there was you see the article with Zach Lowe, or the interview. Yeah. Um, and Sam Hinkie basically said, like, oh, I thought Kendall Marshall was going to be healthy at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. If Kendall Marshall's healthy, the Sixers are not the embarrassment that they were. You know, they're one in, what, 22 now? Or 24. You know, the rumor is the league had to step in. Like, David Stern had to be like... Yeah, and then... Uh, and I mean David Stern, not Adam Silver. The rumor is David Stern was like, yo, this has to stop. Yeah. Let's get someone in there who's, like, but then respectable. Adam Stern, I mean, uh, Adam Silver came out and publicly said that, like, no, nah, I had nothing Yeah, to but do what else it. is he going to say? He can't say he's interfering in a team. Like, he has to... He has to put, like, on a good face like he didn't do it. But, like, what would be... There's the negative aspect, right? Let's, let's look at it all negative. That our owner got tired and said, I'm bringing in this new guy. And then Jerry Colangelo says... Okay, I'll take over at the end of the year because I don't want this crappy team on my record. Right. And that Brett Brown's gone right. and that we're going to bring in D'Antoni because right. he's Jerry's guy. That's the worst side of it. Uh huh. Okay. The other side is Jerry Colangelo is a very valuable person to have on your team. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, for his relationships, I guess. For his relationships. But I don't think all you want the, him as a GM. Hold on. You, let me finish. All right. Okay. All the bad PR is now off their back. D'Antoni's a really good coach, and he kind of coaches the system we want and, you know, let him help us out for a year to get another head coaching job. It, it just kind of depends where you want to go with it. Definitely, I was definitely thinking it was over. But I wish we I could record this when you were on the ledge, though. Yeah, before that would have been, you, a, that you been, talked yourself that into been a better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I was definitely on the ledge for a little bit. I could see it going either way. I'm I, not. I, I think what it illustrates, though, is the importance of emotional intelligence because Sam Hankey is very good at his job. Like he's won every trade. Yeah, like you can disagree with like the process or how he goes about it, but he's won every trade. I mean, maybe his draft picks aren't that good, but you know, no one is perfect at drafting. But he seems like a dick. Like he seems like. You know, he doesn't talk to the media. He maybe is super secretive, rubs people the wrong way. And I think if he would just have been nicer, like treated agents better, treated players better, 
talk to the media like he'd be fine like Colangelo would have never brought in yeah but it could also be that they brought him in for that at the old company I used to work at we had two CEOs Uh uh-huh the nice one and the mean one no one was the super genius awkward guy and Uh the other one was the schmoozer and that's why they were so successful and it could just be that okay I mean like basically we've all forgiven the Sixers already like every bad thing that we thought about them at the beginning of the year now it's just like oh they got Jerry Colangelo everything will be fine and maybe you're in deep John you are way in this cult maybe yeah well that's that's Um, what a cult is I actually texted Mike Levin and was just like we're in a cult get out (laughs) you're totally (laughs) in a cult get out Uh, All right. well enough about the Uh, Sixers let's Let's, let's talk about the Bucks let's get to the Bucks let's get to the Bucks MCW MCW (laughs) former Sixer uh, future D-leaguer, uh, MCW. <laughs> I have, you know what? I like the guy, and and I'm on all the Bucks sites and stuff like that. And so you read the comments threads, and people really, really don't like MCW. There's a big vocal dislike of him. Wait, why do you like him though? Why the fuck do I like the Bucks? I mean, it's under, it's <laughs> but the you're underdog, from there, right? Isn't that why you like them? I'm from Wisconsin, yes, uh-huh. and I and I and I, I, but I just love the underdog quotient to it. So when I see someone like MCW where he's got so much promise and God, but he just, when he drives to the hoop and gets stuffed over and over again, like it's really sad, (laughs) but when he does well, I just, I feel so happy inside when it's like, I'm also a Packers fan and they went through a tough, tough stretch. And finally, when Aaron Rodgers had that insane Hail, Hail Mary in the Detroit game and I saw Aaron Rodgers smiling and like joy in his eyes. To me, it just made me so happy. It was like seeing a friend who's been down for a while finally get a break. And so MCW is the same. People just really don't like him. They don't like his yeah. face. They just don't like how he plays. <laughs> like yeah, I like his. For the record, I like his face. Okay, he had weird hair at the beginning of the season. <laughs> he had you know, weird hair. It was a little tie thing. Uh, but when when he plays well, he can play really well. Yeah. And the Bucks team, because they're just on such a, a precipice, like they can be just terrible or they can beat the Warriors. Yeah. And I think MCW is, is a big part of that because he can play great, just like the Chicago series last year. He really was a huge part of them yeah. doing well before they got obliterated. Um, so I, I really root for him. He's like the sub Buck within the Bucks. He's like the <laughs> underdog, lesser Buck. He's the lesser Buck. Yeah. Would you, uh, but would you rather have Brandon Knight back? I would honestly rather have you want Zaza and Jared Dudley back okay. than, than Brandon Knight. I mean, Brandon Knight was was really great, and uh, and of course the first half of the season last year was really incredible. But um, I think you know MC, MCW. I see a future with him and the Bucks. But the real thing that's changed this year, and I, it's pretty incredible how it has changed. But losing Zaza Pachulia yeah. and losing Jared Dudley, those guys. When you would watch the games last year, like uh, there's a crazy like three pointer to end uh, to, to win the game that Middleton put up, and it was like mostly Zaza's hustle to get him the ball. He's like falling out of bounds. He throws it out there. I mean, the guy Monroe can't jump either, but Zaza couldn't jump. He just he always looked like he had boils on his face. Just a weird looking. <laughs> Guy. inexplicably hot wife um, well, not, not inexplicably well, <laughs> well, he's, he's a rich he's a rich giant yeah. millionaire yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it that makes sense but uh, him and Dudley just were such anchors for that young team and so when they threw them out uh, you know for, for basically nothing yeah there was a lot change. of stuff there's been a lot uh, there was an article in SB Nation about Zaza's role and then there was a recent Zach Lowe article about Zaza's role in Dallas and he just seems like 
you know, the classic no stats all star. Like he does all those little things. It's the money ball kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That can like that really they don't show up in the box score, but they really make a difference. And I it seems like I mean, maybe that's the difference. Like, just it, I don't, I don't know. Like, what's the difference between last year and this year? Is it just losing Zaza and Jared Dudley? That was, a, I think, for a young team to have older guys like that who really set the tone. Uh, Dudley was, you know, a, a, one of those guys who's calling out the defense. Okay, he, he was a talker. I feel like they lost so their that defense. When they lost is, they're like, I think, twenty six or twenty seven. Yeah, it's and last year bad. they were second or third. Our defense was was incredible last year, and I think it comes down to having a guy like Dudley who's calling out, who's calling out the offense like when, when on defense and uh, the hustle of someone like Zaza. Yeah, and you look at Dallas, and they're like pretty good this year, much better than everyone expected. And maybe it's Zaza. I don't maybe know. It's maybe it's Zaza. I don't know. But <laughs> they they were the unknown heart of of, right, of the Bucks, and they kept them going even when we lost Brandon Knight because. We really don't have. You were really bad after you lost Brandon Knight, though. Like once MCW came, I forget the stats, but you guys had a really bad record with MCW. Yeah, I think we won. uh, Maybe it was like fifteen games the back half of the season. I think we were we were thirty something around the middle. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it was got a lot less good. We just (laughs) don't have a score, you know. Right. But but I I would say that like all that doesn't really matter. Because you you have so many young guys going forward that taking one step back, losing some vets, like you can always add those guys later. For um, sure. And yeah, so your your young core is what? Jabari Parker, Giannis, Giannis and Middleton? Middleton, yeah. Him? Yeah, he's he's pretty young. I, yeah, I wouldn't young. consider him Who else? totally part of the core, but it's definitely... Are you definitely, counting Monroe now or... No, not so really. It's really I mean, just it's, it's and Giannis Jabari? and Jabari. I mean, those guys, the ceiling on those guys is, yeah, is yeah. just crazy. And Middleton obviously got a big contract last year, at which he, I just don't think he's, he hasn't been playing great. You know, he hasn't been playing at all like he played last year. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not sure if it's just the chemistry or the, or the mix of the players. But for sure, like when I started watching last year, really paying attention with League Pass and stuff, it was because a buddy of mine was like, hey, you should watch the Bucks again. This guy, Giannis, he's just a really interesting yeah. kid to watch. Yeah. And so I looked up, you know, stuff of, stuff of Giannis playing and um, I'm like, this guy is just a freak. He really is. A freak. <laughs> There's a photo on the Internet of Giannis's hands next to like a normal person's hands. And it just it blew my mind. It's like <laughs> some Avengers shit going right. on. So. I went into last season thinking, I'm really intrigued by these young players, uh, and of course the the Jabari pick as well, and I just kind of want to see where it goes, you know, and I assumed it was going to be terrible, and I was going to watch a young player grow and learn, and so when they played really well, it was just kind of a shock, and it was a really exciting ride to be on. But what I've really learned to appreciate about watching um, basketball as intensely as I have over the last couple of years is that you really see these kids who are like 19, 20 years old. You see the light bulb go on every once in a while when Giannis has a huge game and you're like, yes, do more of that. Yeah, <laughs> because it takes a while. Like most players wouldn't be coming in at 19 or 20 you know, a couple years ago, you know, back. Right, back right. In, he's super young. Yeah, he's super was, young. He was still growing. So those guys, I'm just and that's still why I'm, I'm following the ride. I'm sure for the Sixers, it's the same thing. So many young guys where you're like. You're, you're excited to see them keep getting better and hustling and, and things like that. Yeah, and, and I think that's one thing that you and I talked about earlier when I found out you were a Bucks fan. Because a lot of people in our friend group don't like sports. 
So when you find someone who likes basketball, it's like with me and Matt. And I was like, yeah, wait, wait, wait. So you, you, you like basketball? Like, okay, okay. Yeah, let's let's talk basketball nonstop. Right. One of the things you had talked about, and I know I share, is it's a nice um, way to reconnect with your hometown. You know, by following them, you're kind of following the pulse of your city, like what you would probably be doing if you still live there. And that's one thing I enjoy. So, like, the wins and losses, like, whatever. Like, as we're growing. But it's kind of fun to grow, you know, and then follow blogs and things like that. Would you agree? Because when you... Absolutely. And and when you really buy into the when it's miserable mm-hmm. and yeah. terrible, it just makes the victories that much sweeter. Uh-huh. Like, when the Sixers won, it must have been, like winning the finals you know and when the bucks won the other day against the warriors well but john wouldn't know what winning the finals feels like so oh <laughs> that's, messed up. that's messed up man actually Federnick spoiled that game for me the oh lakers he did yeah. oh yeah, man. he texted me told me that yeah. the lakers won so what it was so did. anticlimactic no but the sixers uh, won you mean yeah when the sixers won yeah, yeah. He, so tell yeah he can't even say it he can't even say it he's never he's never said the phrase the sixers won <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know how to say, uh, what? but yeah. that's the thing because okay i'm from la so i have no conception of you know what what goes on in the midwest but it, it seems to me like mil the bucks aren't that popular no they're really like a third tier team wisconsin badger yes yeah, oh yeah is huge huge right. yeah and so, so that is like the kind of gold standard for basketball uh in wisconsin and you have the packers which of course yeah. looms over everything right um so even in wisconsin they have a hard time getting fans but i mean i was following uh back in like the vin baker uh glenn robinson days you know followed them intensely then and then when they got bogut and they made a good run those years i followed and so it's it's been interesting really jumping in with scrutiny every you know a couple years to kind of see what's going on um and and so now the team is just it is really exciting but it is also very very frustrating yeah, are they more popular though with these young guys? Like, are these guys catching on at all? Because I mean, that's just my perception. I don't think they could have like, been less me, popular. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want to offend you, but I'm always like, man, does this city even deserve a team if like they don't care about them? I mean, and you'd hope that they would start to deserve a team. <clears throat> right. After now, they they went through this whole nightmare of getting a new stadium, and then the rumors of like Moving you're going to be the Sonics. And I did, you know, it's an interesting thing from an identity standpoint. I was like. Okay, say the team moves to Seattle. That's a much cheaper. Pl- I can go from Burbank to Seattle. That's <laughs> Getting yeah. to Milwaukee's a pain in the ass. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, and 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 farther. I was like, okay, I'm. I really buy into these players. Would it change my perception? Would I stop being a fan of the Bucks of this core of, of players if they were called something else and they were somewhere else? But going back to your point, John, there's something really charming for me. Like when I watch a Packers home game. Or when I watch a Bucks home game and they cut away to like the people in the yeah. stands, I'm like, those are my pale, fat Wisconsin people. <laughs> like, and there's a charm to that. And if they all of a sudden became Seattle people, I don't yeah, know. No, it it's it's not just would same. be different. And, and do you feel that with like the blogs you read too? I like, think so, for sure. The, yeah. I mean, I, I'm always on Brew Hoop. That's like a big one. I'm on, yep. I'm on Shout constantly. out Frank Madden. And uh, I, yeah, I, I owe him money. He's your boy. <laughs> I, I would love. No, I paid him. I would love to meet. I would love to meet him. It seems like uh, we'll make, that, like we'll make that happen. Christmas gift. Christmas we'll gift. That, we'll make Perfect. this work. So, and that's the other thing too about fandom is to be on when when you read through those comment sections, you know, religiously, you get like the worst of the worst. Yeah, the most like hopeless garbage <laughs> in there, and it just kind of it can really bring you down. But then. When it's fantastic, like I'll go back or read, or read like the Reddit threads, you know. Yeah. And they're just all this, you know, hope and joy and and wonderment, and so 
being a fan to that level and watching all the games and following on the blogs, and you really start to root for different players. Like I say, MCW, you yeah. know? And tell yeah. us about Jason Kidd. Do you, do you like Jason Kidd? Do you think he's a good coach? Jason Kidd has a lot of... He makes a lot of really stinky faces during the game. <laughs> I don't like him at all. He's got this look during the games where he's just totally just... Uh, Always like confused, like he just ate a lemon and he's uh, also confused yeah. at the same time. But yeah, he just—I don't know—I don't like him at all. He seems like you know he has all that domestic violence stuff in his background, which I had—I just wasn't really aware of. And I just started looking up stuff, and I was like, I, maybe he's a bad person. Yeah, and I then don't know. Also, like the way he got to Milwaukee was very shady, right? Kind of doing like a power play. Yeah, like so I don't know. Like I just—I don't know. I'd get out of Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd find my way out no, of it's Brooklyn. Understand. Look, you, if you're in a power struggle with Billy King and you lose it, yes, I would leave too. It's like, yeah. come on, my owner is an idiot. Like, yeah. they should have fired Billy King, you know, 10 years ago. But, you know, at the same time, they really overachieved last year. And I think a lot of that, or a lot of the credit goes to his assistants. But I don't know, maybe he is an okay coach. I don't know. Well, he, it's interesting, and he seems to bring in a lot of his buddies. You know, Grievous Vasquez, I think, yeah. is one of his buddies. Jared Bayless, who I, I do really like. Um, you know, he, he's got a friendship with. So it's interesting to see that aspect, too, of someone who is so fresh off of being a player coming in to being a coach where they have, like for Steve Kerr, he played a long time ago, so it's yeah. like his buddies are, they're way too old to play basketball. Yeah. Well, except yeah, for true. Tim Duncan, who's still just <laughs> as good as he was. That is pretty, <laughs> that's yeah, true. that's pretty incredible. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I really only followed recently during the Jason Kidd era. Oh, well, your previous coach, Larry Drew, was awful. So, I mean, I guess he's an improvement over That was right during the, uh, during the tank, the the tank days. And that, when things get really bad, like this season, I just love being on like the comments thread and people just start posting images of like tanks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, I get, well, we will very likely be a lottery team this year. Yeah, probably. And I've just, you know, this is the year I expected last year to be. You you want to get another young piece too, I think. I want to get another young piece. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> sweet young piece. Um, uh, the young core, Giannis, Jabari, do you think it's the best in the league, or is there a young core that you would prefer over those two? Um, the competitor I'm thinking is the Minnesota Towns and right. Wiggins. There's a lot, right, there's a lot of super talented. Uh, Maybe Orlando's collection of, of young players. Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, Charlotte's young players, which would be what? Um, Kimba Walker, Frank Kaminsky, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I don't know. I don't even know if that, that, that really counts. Cause I, I think they are, they really would you are. Trade, would, would you trade Jabari and Giannis for Carl Towns? And, I wouldn't trade Giannis for anyone because I, <laughs> I just think he is just physically such such a freak and the things that he hopefully will be able to do are just so outrageous um because of his his length and and his size uh if he can put those pieces together like if he can get a if he can start hitting threes or get his jumper down there will really be no way of stopping him uh and it is that that huge if like if it will happen or not so that just will make a huge difference so much hinges on on the bucks for Giannis's uh development and but just him as like a good kid yeah he's just a really endearing personality and he gets frustrated he's got his mean face now uh which i love to see but I think he just is a real gem of like a person 
as well as being an incredible an incredible athlete who does nutty stuff like crossing three dribbles to like oh cross yeah, the yeah, entire yeah, court. yeah the cross you know court. You, this guy could just be incredible and that's one thing i actually was looking up is i was looking up the Warriors, when they drafted Curry, when they got Clay Thompson, and I was like trying to find the equivalent after two years, after three years, where were those great players at, especially starting from so young, like 18, like Giannis did. Uh, and really, I mean, it's three or four years until someone really starts to develop. Right. So that's why, you know, I think, I'm but also now. Curry and Thompson, I think, were drafted much older than Jabari and yeah. uh, Giannis were. Like Curry did four years in college, I think. Yeah, and Clay, I think, did something. And Giannis, like, didn't even live in America two years ago. No, he's barely been <clears throat> playing professional basketball for yeah. that long. Yeah, or no. any so kind you of went organized trade, you basketball. Went, you wouldn't trade Giannis for anybody. Uh, I mean, Giannis for Anthony for Davis. any young player. I mean, Anthony Davis is crazy. <laughs> yeah, would I trade? What I mean. So I, I have NBA, uh, you know, 2K16, and uh, sure, I've got James Harden on my team, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade Giannis or Jabari for any other player, especially in that game, because I don't know, they're just, I want to I want to believe. I wanna, I wanna believe and you know gym. what, they're also like, they seem like good guys, like they're fun guys to root for. Yeah. Like some players, it's I didn't really see them hard. at the strip club in that uh, TMZ. Oh, well. The- <laughs> yeah. Because Giannis is too young. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jabari's like a Mormon. That's true. And also, like... I think part of it, like you said, they're just fun. Like, I like, it's like Porzingis. Like, it's just a fun player to root for. You just want him to, like, be the best because he's going to be more exciting one than of my favorite, other, you know, other prospects. One of my favorite, like, um, analogies of watching Giannis play was, uh, I, don't, I don't know where I read it, but they, they said it was basically, like, watching Peter Parker in like the beginning of a Spider-Man movie when he like just gets his powers. So Giannis <laughs> will do something crazy and it's like it's like Peter Parker like shooting the web for the first time. It's watching this incredibly innately talented physical specimen of a guy realize figure out like, yeah. oh I can do that. Um, but speaking of the TMZ strip club Bucks story. So wait, I, I actually didn't see this. Can you just describe to me what happened? Uh, yeah, for those who don't know, TMZ put out a video of the Bucks partying the night before. See, you know what? Losing. In Los you know Angeles. what? I was watching that game. You're watching that game. I was. I watched that game last night. The Lakers. Uh, Lakers. So we're mm. recording this Wednesday, December 16th. Last night, the Bucks played the Lakers and looked awful. And the whole time, I'm like, these guys were out last night for sure. Because yep. I was like, they there looked stripper glare on it. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, because like they're a young team, they're in LA. Like, I was like, this must be why, because there's no way the Lakers are better than this team. No way. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. But Lakers right. plus happy. strip club. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a built-in advantage. It like is. LA, it is. Yeah. New York, <laughs> yeah. and Miami. Atlanta. Yeah. Some advanced stat guy needs to look to see, like, you know, <laughs> how many wins per year. The Based location on the, is yeah, important. yeah. Okay, yeah, so they're good. out of the strip club the night before. They're out of, yeah. The video's nothing. It's just... Greg Monroe throwing money. It's and then Greg Monroe was out for the game. Yeah, with a yeah. knee injury, sore knee. Right. No, he was he was suspended for that. I I, I guarantee you. Like it was it was it was Monroe. It was Middleton. 
Uh, it was Miles Plumley. Miles Plumley, who looks so happy. <laughs> I just, I really loved it. Yeah, because it looks like they're like kind of like an African American, stri- like a uh-huh. that sort of joint, you know. And Miles Plumley is like this giant white dude, uh-huh. and yeah. he's like having the time of his life. I'm like, that, that's you know. You're like, I wish I, I was there. It. They should have told me. I know. Where, where was it? I'm, I'm sure Bill Clinton was there. Yeah. Oh Bill yeah. Clinton was there. Probably. Yeah, he probably told. He probably recommended him. What we were thinking, Justin, is that. You know, these guys, they're from Milwaukee. We don't know what the strip club scene is like in Milwaukee. Do you know what it's like? I've no, I've only never, been there twice. You've only been never to, twice? to a strip club. <laughs> never to a strip club? N- not in Milwaukee. Not in oh, Milwaukee. Okay, okay. okay. <clears throat> so you've never been to Ricky's on State? No. <laughs> or Silk Exotic? So what we're going to do wow, is we're, right. we're, we're going to quiz Justin on some Milwaukee... Uh, strip club Yelp reviews uh-huh. And we're, so we've got this. some real ones And we've got some fake yeah. ones And we're gonna see if Justin can tell the difference Did you write the fake ones? Yeah 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, Here we go Matt, Matt. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay Short one Lame Nowhere near Vegas Oh man I mean <laughs> I find that uh, Being a connoisseur of uh, Strip club reviews on Yelp <laughs> um, this, this is the first time I've ever done this by the way And it's very entertaining To oh, read strip best. club reviews I don't know if they're all as good As the, Mil- the Milwaukee strip club reviews But No you gotta But do- it was It was like phenomenal I feel like on Yelp There's like a character Minimum you have to write And that seems too short So I'm gonna say fake No that's real Dang alright Wow I was at all lowercase uh, no, no, no. <laughs> this one was in like a full sentences and like right, everything. All right, okay. All right. Here's one. True, or real, or fake? My friend got stabbed here. Great girls and good service. Discussed with my friend. Would return again if he's promised he won't get stabbed again. I mean, this this one it seems like you're trying to trick me because it seems so absurd. Of course that you guys would fake it. So I'm going to say it's real. It is real. We're talking right. about On the Border at 10741 <laughs> South 27th Street, Franklin, Wisconsin. We can call him. Should we call him? You're <laughs> on the border and, and you really shouldn't go south. Yeah. <laughs> they have pork, uh, pulled pork carnitas for twelve fifty nine. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's great. Um, all right, here's one. Uh, strip clubs are dark and dirty and filled with mostly terrible people. This place wasn't an exception. Now to the point I'm sure everyone is dying to know. Yes, the bar had three types of beef jerky. They also have Fritos. This one seems too well written. I'm going to say fake. Nope, that's real as well. Man, okay. (laughs) I think you guys are too lazy to write any of these. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what happened is they're all just just too good. Who's got three types of beef? What what is this strip club? Oh, this is a a great one. This is the best name for a strip club ever. Uh, Arts Performing Center. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like a grandma's would go there on accident. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Uh, I just taste for the first time a titty. Man, God bless America. S- smiley face. And this was from... Uh, Yahoo Answers. This was from uh, Freaky Greeky 69. Oh, it's got to be fake. <laughs> one of these has got to be fake. Yeah, that one's fake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Greek, uh, freaky Greeky is clearly pandering to my Yeah, yeah, that's a Giannis uh, tweet Where yeah. he said, I just taste for the first time a smoothie Man, God bless America <laughs> um, Alright, alright I thought I got an STD here But it turned out just to be glitter stuck inside my penis Still a harrowing experience uh, I don't You know what? I don't see the term penis used a lot in strip <laughs> reviews <laughs> Glitter, yes. Uh, I'm going to say fake. Yeah, that's fake. Okay. All right. 
<clears throat> people don't usually get that direct about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one I, I, I based that one on a real review that said, I think I contracted an STD here. Not really a big deal. It was curable. Would only return if I'm promised <laughs> that I won't get another STD from visiting this location. Ripped from the headlines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of people, uh, they want strong promises about their uh, future. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 I'll go back as long as you promise not to stab me again. Again. And no more STDs. You got another one? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, this one. Girls are, girls are okay. Kind of hustling bouncers. Like to mess with you for no reason. But monthly porn stars are cool. Stay away from pizza. Made me kind of sick. But girls were okay. This one seems. This one seems true blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that one no punctuation. That yeah, is all lo- lo- all perfect. Uh, lowercase. Yeah. Yep. The hassling part of it. Yeah. I I think Yelp reviews of strip clubs on the extreme positive or extreme negative end are both so entertaining because yeah. so much can go wrong. And the things that people are, like, proclaiming are great are also hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got one. Okay. I tried to make it rain on this girl's booty, but I missed badly and hit the back wall. Also, I'm Michael Carter Williams. No, okay. <laughs> well, I don't no, know. Yeah, I, mean, I guess I don't know if that trans... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it shooting translates. I think it's probably fake, but... <laughs> yeah. I think but, it's probably been thought but before. Accurate. But accurate. Yeah, I think uh, a rip from yeah. his mind. I'm sure <laughs> yeah, he's thought yeah. that. That one's fake. That one's fake. Break the... the that's about all I got, John. I yeah, mean, there's a lot of... <laughs> we, could, we could spend hours. I think I was about 500 on that. Yeah, that was no, pretty good. Long. Hey, good job. Yeah. yeah. But I will, we should mention one, one of the reviews where basically the guy talks about... He was at, he's at the strip club, and there's a guy outside trying to get in, but the guy has a two-by-four with a railroad spike. Goodness. And the bouncer's like, I can't let you in with that. And the guy's like, well, I just, I just found this, and I don't want to... Like leave it, and, you know. He's like really proud of this two by four, and the bouncer's like, "Sorry, man." And the guy's like, "Well, I can't leave it out here because someone will steal it." And they're arguing back and forth, and finally the bouncer lets him in. But you know, he he like has to check the two by four with a with a nail in it. Wow. Basically. Wait, yeah. are you talking about Ricky's on State? Yeah, Ricky's on State. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Twenty six oh one West uh, State Street. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that the, place. The, he starts the review by saying, "The neighborhood this place is in is truly terrifying." That's well. That's great. That's yeah. how you know they're passing the savings on to you. Well, that's a that's that's a solid quiz. Good job. Thanks, yeah, guys. you did a great job. All right, it's that time of the podcast. Shoutouts, beefs, Justin. So whatever, if you are, whatever you want to shout out, if you got beef with anything, you know. So I'm gonna start this with my shoutout. Basically, the serious part of the podcast. Is yeah, <laughs> just whatever. Yeah. No. So I'm gonna I'll start off with a shout out to Nick Young. Did you see this? Nick Young wore Yeezys during a game. <laughs> oh yeah, I did see that. Like. <laughs> Shoes that have no basketball support whatsoever. Just and you know he just just rocked them during a game. So shout out to Nick Young. I'm I'm a big fan of Nick Young actually, for entertainment purposes. Like not as a basketball player, but I I enjoy him on the Lakers. Yes, I mean Swaggy's just wonderful. Yeah, I mean his his name is Swaggy P. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I also wonder because it's like like. Your, your feet are worth what like six million a year for the next two years. Yeah, but like here's his contract. The thing, like do why? You, I also. This is a whole separate thing. I also don't really believe in shoes, like <laughs> just just the general. Like I don't believe in the. Like, I don't believe shoes do anything. Like what? Like I, I I run all the time, right? Like I jog all the time, and like I've had those little like those like those free runner things, like yeah, the, yeah. Bare the, 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 the bare feet kind. Yeah, I've run in um, like thirty dollar Asics, and I've run in like two hundred dollar running shoes, and I've never noticed a difference between any of them. 
like my entire life. It's marketing. Yeah, it's just it just seems like marketing to me. So I don't know. And I, I play you. basketball in like whatever I'm wearing all the time. Like in Spain, you used to play basketball in Converse. So, mm. oh, but nice. I'm not a I'm like I'm not a high performance athlete. Like I, I just can't believe that there's no one there being like, we should put your dude. It's the Lakers. Six like, million dollars. There's no institutional control right there's now. There's gotta the be the guy who wraps his feet is paid to the, protect the, his ankle. He, he's retiring. Gary Vitti is retiring this year, and also he's an, he was an awful trainer, anyways. So, and yeah, no one, no one is in charge of that team. They could do whatever. Also, like basically, Kobe's in charge. You think Kobe cares what Nick Young wears? I can oh, see but you know, shout out again to Nick Young. He recorded his first assist ever to Kobe. I saw week. that. Yeah, I saw that. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. I got a shout out and a beef. Yeah, all right, go. Let's hear it. I'm gonna shout out my documentary that just came out. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, we were, right, yeah, right, no, no, right, right. I was gonna do that. Oh, I have yeah, it. Sorry, I have it. Sorry, sorry. Double, double, I was gonna say that. We mention that up yeah. top. I was gonna save it for the end. Okay. So okay. DoubleDigitsDoc.com, an inspiring film about a DIY. Filmmaker makes these incredible YouTube videos in Kansas. It's a documentary. If you're listening to this, my credit card begs you to go and rent it on <laughs> iTunes or Amazon. So that's my shout out to Greedily to Myself. And my beef is with e tickets. Why the hell do I have to print an e-ticket? It's like oh, I no. bought an e-ticket and it's no. like, you must print this and bring it to the game. I'm like, what's the point? No. You can't yeah. show it on your phone. It's a little barcode. Why am I printing? And, and the e-ticket has got all these pictures and shit on it. Like, I need to pick print out like a giant color photo of like chris paul on my and waste all that ink no yeah no, no come no. on yeah that's come bad on. that's bad. um uh but tell us i mean the documentary though i, I hear it's great i haven't seen it i've seen but, it it yeah, is great yeah it's absolutely great yeah it's, uh, it's like know, it, is it in the spirit of american movie very much so yeah that was right. always like a big inspiration but if you me. haven't so everyone listening to this if you haven't seen american movie definitely see that and see a double digits is that what it's double called? digits yeah, yeah double digits doc so it's this guy and he's just making videos older guy right he's 52 years old he's this african-american guy who's like chubby and bald and missing teeth and he makes these hour-long action blockbuster films like hundred million dollar blockbuster michael bay style movies with like car chases and explosions and helicopters all these wait but did he really have helicopters and car it's all toys all tiny toys <laughs> dolls yeah. and miniatures yeah so it's got a it's i call it a hybrid between like american movie and be kind remind okay it's that yeah. kind of sweeted feel to it um but the guy's just been through really lived an incredible life and uh, has been through a lot so it's a it's an inspiring movie for any like creative person who's ever had a dream beyond just filmmakers and so i was working on it for the past three years and so where does the out. guy live kansas he lives in a so you were rundown at, part of wichita kansas how did you find out about the guy i found out through youtube i was working at youtube uh, and i've just done a bunch of youtube stuff and i discovered his channel when he had like 30 subscribers uh, and the title of the film Double Digits is his answer to my question how many views he needed on YouTube for these films which take him like six months to make how many views he needed to consider his film a success he said more than nine <laughs> and I'm yeah. just like if I worked on something for six months and I got nine or ten views I'd be like I need to change everything about my life because I'm a complete failure right right <laughs> well right. you just spend an hour talking on a podcast that probably has nine people so no come on John. that's I'm joking John. I'm joking if they all buy it that would be great <laughs> I, I download Dedication. this like 13 times every day. <laughs> no, I've seen the movie. The movie is actually really great. And I wouldn't, I'm not just saying that. Like, it was, it was a really good movie. Uh, so make sure you guys, and it's it's on demand. We can buy it. You can buy Amazon, so you, Xbox, Google Play, everything. So you would just go out there like every few months or? I went out there three times over the course of about two and a half years. Uh -huh. 
uh, for about a week each time, yeah, just doing interviews shot. and just kind of documenting his process and uh, really discovering this incredible story. He's been making movies for 35 years, ever since he was a teenager in this rundown neighborhood in, in Wichita. So, And uh, just by yourself you'd go out there? Or? Uh, first time, just me and a DP. Second time, it was me and a DP and, uh, and assistant, someone else to help out. And then the third time, it was like five of us. So it was a changing group depending on what we were, were filming. But very, you know, scrappy doc, but it's got a lot of heart. And, uh, you know, even if you don't like documentaries, you'll still oh, like I love documentaries. A, they're, they're my jam. It's like all, all I watch is documentaries and basketball. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can... You can uh, Repay me for my. Uh, <laughs> I will watch it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. definitely this will be my Christmas gift to you, Matt. That's okay. perfect. Yeah, it's buy it and then gift. I'll PayPal you back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's it then. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Well, you don't wait. Hold on, you don't have any shout out or beef, John? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, here's here it is. Yeah, yeah, I got a shout out. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. It's uh, Amara Baptist. I don't know how I found her on uh, Twitter. Someone reblogged it or whatever. You know, whatever. But. Uh, she has a tweet that I find really, really funny. It says, if you can't handle me at my Sixers, you don't deserve me at my Warriors. <laughs> I found that very amusing. So shout out shout out to Mara Baptist. Hopefully I didn't say your name wrong. All right. So uh, check out uh, Double Digits. Double Digits. Find it. iTunes, places, Amazon, everywhere. Yeah. ITunes. Oh, also also check out. Shout oh, yeah. Out, also out. check out uh, Spurs uh, Special Forces 3. Yeah, dropped it. This Matt's week. got a new new video out. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yep, it's really funny. Review. People have been kind. People have been kind, John. Yeah, yeah. they always are. Uh, until next week. Until next week. Is that how we end it? I don't Something know. like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Keep hooping. Keep hooping. That's All how right. it. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hooper. There are a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. That's terrible.